Ladies and gentlemen all over the world, welcome to a brand new episode of Prime Talk with yours truly, the one and only Rodimus Prime. I'm Rodimus Prime here on this Wednesday, October 20, 2021. Hope everybody's week has gone pretty well. Hope your day has gone well. Hope your day has been productive. Hope the uh, weather out there, wherever you are, is pretty nice. I know it's pre- it's been pretty pleasant uh, in my neck of the woods. And, you know, hope you all are staying safe as usual. But anyway, on today's show, I'm going to talk some college football. Now, I did plan on doing this Monday after my NBA predictions, but I wanted to save it. I wanted to save it um, because it seemed like every time something happened, I just had to report it, I guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, Well, that being said, let's just get into some news and notes because, like I said, it seemed like something every day this week, something happened from um, from the Coach O stuff to teams wanting to go elsewhere, so on and so forth. We'll just start with this. I did see that six teams have filed to join the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. Um, I don't have those six school names in front of me, however, but apparently they have filed to join the conference as they plan to realign, if you will, because other teams, other schools have gone elsewhere. So we'll see how that turns out. Washington State. Let's talk about Washington State. They have fired their head coach, um, Rob Rolovic. They have fired him due to the fact that he has refused to take the mandated COVID-19 vaccine that the state of Washington has. Um, He and four other assistant coaches no longer have a job. And I saw earlier today where apparently the now former head coach is planning to sue the school due to illegal termination. As he says, well, as his lawyer says, and apparently they call it vindictive. They call it cruel and unlawful. Here's my thing. I talked about this Monday when I was talking about the Kyrie stuff. You know, then if you do, then if you don't, if you want to take the vaccine, fine. Most states have a mandate or whatever. I have been vaccinated twice. You know, I encourage people to go get it. But I'm not going to force you to get it because who am I to tell another grown person what to do? You understand what I'm trying to say? So that being said, you know, he chose not to follow the rules. Reason being is because of, quote, religious beliefs. And I think that's the same thing. uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, I think that's the same thing, the same excuse he had uh, religious beliefs. But eventually he ended up getting vaccinated, you know. It's a it's a it's still a big deal with Kyrie and that whole thing in New York. Um, this situation here should be no different. Um, rules are rules. Unfortunately, he decided to go his own way and do his own thing, and it cost him his job. So, unfortunately, he's now taking it to court. So, it is what it is. Unfortunately, Rob Rolovic and four other assistant coaches at Washington State no longer have a job. Due to the fact that they have refused to get vaccinated. And last but not least, let's talk about Coach Ed Orgeron. Yes, Coach O. What more can I say about Coach O? Coach O, you know, he's LSU's current head football coach. As of next season, as of the end of this season, this current season that's going on now, he will no longer be the head coach. 
because it has been agreed by him and the athletic director, Scott Woodward, that he will not return after the end of the year, after the season ends or whatever. Let's just say this. The last two years at LSU have not been great. The last two years at LSU have been mediocre, subpar, however you want to put it. Two years ago, Coach Orgeron led the LSU Tigers to the national championship. Undefeated nonetheless. Nevertheless, they were undefeated. And their quarterback was named Joe Burrow. Coach O knew that once Joe Burrow and the other players, multiple players, left for the NFL, that it wasn't going to be the same. Coach O, he knew that Joe Burrow was not going to walk through that door anymore. It was time for him to go. He had done his due diligence, whatever the case may be. They won the national championship. Okay, cool. And like I said, the last two years have been very mediocre. And fans and alumni and boosters and stuff like that are not happy. And I can understand that. Coach O realizes that the last two years have not been up to expectations. And like the athletic director said, it's time for a new direction. That's basically what it boils down to. It is time for a new direction. Now, both guys were very complimentary of each other. I'm, you know, I'm sure that the athletic director respects Coach O. He loves Coach O. Same way with Coach O. He talked very greatly about LSU and what they provided for him and the program. But like the athletic director said, it's time for a new direction. And unfortunately, the Ed Orgeron era as of next season will be officially over. That being said, he has a $17 million buyout. Through 2025. Last I checked is through December 15th, 2025. So if I'm him, you know, I'm not taking another coaching offer. Because $17 million, that's a lot of money. You understand? For a buyout. I'm sure it's been lots more with other schools and whatnot. But the point being is, you know, this is it. This is it for Coach O. Um, I've seen names floating around. Most The two biggest names that I've seen are Dabo Sweeney, the head coach at Clemson, and Jimbo Fisher, who is the head coach at Texas A&M, who has some history with LSU, okay? And I think both guys have said that they are not interested in the job as of this current moment. We'll see who their next head coach will be. But again, it will not be Coach Ed Orgeron. But I do have his coaching record written down. He has a career record of 65 wins and 44 losses. Um, He's been coaching for a long time. He said he's been coaching for 37 years. I was somewhere in the ballpark of the 30-year range, but I didn't know he was coaching that long. But anyway, his his first head coaching job was at Ole Miss, and he did not fare out very well. From 2005 to 2007, um... In 2005, he was 3 and 8, 06, 4 and 8, 07, 3 and 9. Then he went to USC where he became the interim head coach in 2013, where he went 6 and 2. Then in 2016, after he took over for Les Miles and that mess he left, um, since then he's done fairly decent for himself, I may, I may say. Um, in 2016, he went 6 and 2, 2017, 9 and 4. 
2018, 10 and 3. Of course, 2019, they went undefeated and won it all. Uh, last year, you know, COVID just ruined everything and they ended up going 500, 5 and 5. And so far, they are 4 and 3. They have a game against Ole Miss this week, and I'll talk more about that later. So, again, you know, kudos to Coach O. I respect Coach O. I'm a big fan of his, but the time is now and it is time to go in a different path, if you will, at LSU. Let's talk about week seven. Week seven of the college football season. Another wild week, if you will. I think week eight coming up will be kind of chill. Because I think a lot of teams have a bye week. So I think um, this upcoming week will be kind of chill, if you will. Um, but week seven has been no different from week six, week five, even the beginning of the season. So let's just get into the swing of things with these reviews. Uh, last Tuesday, we had Louisiana defeating App State 41-13. to Last Thursday, Memphis basically blew out Navy 35-17. South Alabama all over Georgia Southern 41-14. to On Friday, you had number 9 Oregon taking on Cal. Now, I watched this game early. I didn't watch it much due to other things being on TV. But Cal... I mean, their defense really put it on, uh, they really put it on Oregon early in the game, but unfortunately for Cal, they did not get the W because Oregon won barely 24-17, San Diego State over San Jose State in two overtimes, 19-13, Marshall defeating North Texas 49-21, and Clemson defeating Syracuse 17-14. On Saturday... Number one, Georgia. Yes, the Georgia Bulldogs. Those undefeated Georgia Bulldogs, if you will, basically clobbered Kentucky. As I said, they exposed Kentucky as they, as I mainly thought they would, and I think everybody thought the same thing. They dominated Kentucky 30-13. Purdue, they upset number two, Iowa. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Purdue got an upset over the second-ranked team in the country, over Iowa. The same Iowa team who beat Penn State the week prior. And Purdue won 24-7. And as I looked at that, I said, Iowa is supposed to be the number two team in the country. This is the team that's supposed to be contending for a national championship. No. Get them out of here now. Kudos to Purdue. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I think they and Georgia have been the two most dominant teams in all of college football, period. Uh, they blew out UCF 56-21. to um, Oklahoma over TCU 52-31. to Alabama. Boy, did Alabama have a field day with Mississippi State. Alabama won by 40. Let me repeat that. Alabama won by 40. 49 to 9 over Mississippi State. I mean, that was literally a cakewalk of a game. Number 12, Oklahoma State, defeating number 25, Texas, 32 25. Ole Miss over Tennessee, 31 26. I know it was a lot of controversy going on with the game and whatnot, even afterwards. And Tennessee got fined. You know, I didn't necessarily see what happened, but I heard it was a lot of controversy. Some stuff happened. Just basically some childish behavior 
just to sum that up, that's basically what I think of that. Auburn over number 17, Arkansas, 38-23. Arkansas, I said last week, they needed this win more than anything. Auburn could have used the win, but Arkansas needed the win more than Auburn did. And Arkansas, after three consecutive losses, has been a flash-in-the-pan team. They were hot for the first four weeks, and since then, they have gone downhill since. So again, Auburn winning 38-23. to LSU, yes, the same LSU team who will be looking for a new head coach, as I just mentioned earlier. They upset the 20th-ranked Florida Gators 49-42. to I don't know what Coach Mullen has going on at Florida, but this is their third loss, if I'm not mistaken. And Florida does not look good, okay? They do not look good at all. I think they have a bye week, and then the week after they play Georgia, they're going to be in trouble. Because it seems like every time a team that I've talked about is in trouble, they've come back to find a way to win with some motivation or whatever the case may be. Texas A&M, when they defeated Alabama, and Auburn, when they defeated LSU, those are two teams that come to mind. Florida better get it together when they play Georgia or, you know, Coach Mullen. He's going to be on the hot seat the same way Coach O is and the same way all these other coaches are. They better get it together. You got to buy week. You need to do something. Northwestern over Rutgers, 21-7. Buffalo over Ohio, 27-26. We had Virginia wiping the field with Duke. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I picked Duke to win, but unfortunately, they didn't show up because they got blew out 48-0. Troy over Texas State, 31-28. UAB all over Southern Miss, another team who did not show up in this game. Uh, Troy won, no, UAB won, I'm sorry, 34-0. North Carolina over Miami, 45-42. Pitt over Virginia Tech, 28-7. Colorado over Arizona 34-0. Man, let me tell y'all something. That is the third straight game I have reviewed where the score is zero from the other team. Did these players not read the playbook? Did they not practice? Did they not watch did they not watch film? What are they doing? What are we doing here? This the that's the third straight game where a team has literally scored no points. You can get all the yards and all the numbers you want with the total yards, but if you ain't putting up numbers, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is the fourth game now. Here we go. Fresno State over Wyoming, 17-0. Texas Tech over Kansas, 41-14. UTSA over Rice, 45-0. Seriously, what are these teams doing? Can y'all not find a way to score? I mean, I'm not saying you can. You got to win every game, but damn. That's like, what, five games now I've talked about where... A team has scored no points. Y'all need to get it together. That's all I got to say. Y'all need to really get it together. Utah State defeated UNLV 28-24. Washington State, who I talked about earlier, over Stanford 34-31. Their defensive coordinator will be the interim head coach going forward. That's something else I forgot to mention with Washington State and that whole situation. Uh, Their defensive coordinator will now take over head coaching duties. UCLA over Washington, 24-17. Nevada over Hawaii, 34-17. FAMU, Florida A&M 
over Alabama A&M, 35-31. Jackson State taking on Alabama State, and they won 28-7, basically just running wild, if you will. Jackson State is a pretty damn good team. I don't care what y'all say. I ain't watched much of them, but from what I'm seeing and from what I'm reading and the stats that I'm looking at, they are a pretty dominant-ass team. And Grambling over Texas Southern, 34-20. So those are your week seven score. Those are your week seven scores there. Uh, let's talk about week eight. Now, there have been some shakeups, as it always is, every week with these rankings. There are some teams that dropped out. There are some teams that are uh, getting in the rankings and whatnot. So uh, let's get right on to it. Georgia getting all the votes, of course, at number one. No secret there. Cincinnati moving up to number two, followed by Oklahoma, Alabama, and Ohio State to round out the top five. Six through ten, Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, and Oregon. Eleven through twenty, Iowa, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina, Kentucky, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, North Carolina State, Auburn, and Baylor. And twenty-one through twenty-five rounds out with SMU, San Diego State, Pitt. UTSA and Purdue with Iowa taking the biggest drop. Not much, but they fell nine spots to where they were. They went from two to 11. So those are your top 25 rankings come, heading into week eight. Um, tomorrow, we kick off week eight with some action. With number 14, Coastal Carolina taking on Appalachian State. Appalachian State, they've been looking mediocre this year. I don't think anything will be different. I'm taking Coastal Carolina. I'm going to say they win 43-27 over App State. Then on Thursday, you have number 21, SMU, taking on Tulane. I got SMU winning 38-17. UNLV. Yes, UNLV will take on San, San Jose State. At first, I wanted to pick UNLV. But you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I want to pick San Jose State, but I'm going to go UNLV. So UNLV is my pick to win that game, 42-28. On Friday, you got some games on tap with Michigan, with Memphis, almost said Michigan. Memphis taking on UCF. I'm taking Memphis in that one, 31-20. Utah State taking on Carolina State, I mean Colorado State. Um, This should... Excuse me, that should be an easy game for Utah State, in my opinion, unless things are different. Therefore, I got Utah State winning 39-10 to 10 in that one. Utah State is my pick to win that game there. And Arizona will take on Washington. I don't think Washington's been that good this year. You know, from what I've seen, what little I have seen of Washington, Arizona no better. But I think Arizona will come out ready to play. I'm going to say they win by the score of 45-14. On Saturday, like I said, I think this whole week is going to be kind of chill because there are going to be a lot of teams on buys this week. But we'll start off with number two, Cincinnati taking on Navy. Cincinnati has just been running wild. Their quarterback has been amazing. Um, they're arguably one of the best teams, if not the top two team in the country. I mean, they are the top two team in the country. They, besides Georgia, have just been lights out awesome. Therefore, I'm picking Cincinnati to win 49-21 over Navy. Number three, Oklahoma taking on Kansas. 
This should be an easy win for Oklahoma. I got them winning 37 to 10. Number 16, Wake Forest against Army. I got Wake in that one, 40 to 10, followed by Florida State taking on UMass. If Florida State you if Florida State loses to UMass, I got I know a few people who love Florida State who are Florida State fans. I got a coworker, you know, he's not an SEC guy per se, but he likes he loves Florida State. He's always been a Florida State fan. If Florida State loses to UMass, Florida State should go ahead and throw away the rest of their season. I got Florida State winning big, 34 to 0. There is no excuse on why Florida State should lose to UMass. Now they got upset by Jackson, Jacksonville State earlier in the year. They've had some real up and downs this year, but UMass, seriously? No. Next we'll take Virginia Tech taking on Syracuse. I got Virginia Tech winning by 7, 35-28. That should be a good game. Wisconsin taking on the same team who uh, pulled off that upset against Iowa, Purdue, the 25th ranked Purdue. Um, I got Purdue getting upset. I got them getting upset. I got Wisconsin winning this game. I'm not the biggest Wisconsin fan, but I think they can pull it out. I'm going to say 33-14, to 14, Wisconsin Badgers get the victory. UCLA taking on Oregon. Now, early in the season, I heard rumblings of UCLA potentially beating Oregon. With the way UCLA has looked this year, and not so much, but you know what? I'm going to take a gamble, and I'm going to pick UCLA to beat Oregon. Yes, you heard me correct. I got UCLA upsetting Oregon by the score of 41-31. to 31. I think they'll beat the 10th ranked team in the country. We will see. It's going to be an interesting game, but we shall see. But I'm going to take a gamble and pick the Bruins over the Ducks. LSU, another team who I think will get an upset, uh, taking on number 12, Ole Miss. Now, this is this should be one of the best SEC games of the year. Ole Miss, they've been looking all right. LSU, you know, like I said, they've been looking subpar the last two years. But I think UCLA, um, not UCLA, LSU, I think they can find a way to get it done. And I think they'll also get an upset. I think uh, I think you I think LSU will win. Uh, I think they'll beat Ole Miss, thirty-eight twenty-four. Clemson taking on number twenty-three Pitt. I'm actually pick Clemson in this one. And you know what? On my notes here, I got twenty-six twenty. I think this game will possibly go to overtime, and I'm gonna pick Clemson to win twenty-six twenty in overtime. UAB taking on Rice. That should be an easy win for the Blazers. 39-7 is my pick. UAB wins. Buffalo taking on Army. I got Buffalo winning 27-14. BYU taking on Washington State. I think with the whole vaccine thing with their coach, I could be wrong. I think it will be, I think it will play a factor. I think it will be a bit of a distraction, if you will. Therefore, I got, uh, BYU winning 49-24. Mississippi State taking on Vanderbilt. I mean, it's Vanderbilt. What more do I need to say? I got the Bulldogs winning 33-6. Louisville taking on Boston College in a good one. I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to take Louisville to win 32-23. And I think this is where, if they didn't do it last week, they retire uh, Lamar Jackson's number 8 jersey, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that one. 
Number four, Alabama taking on Tennessee. Now, there's some news on Tennessee where apparently uh, Jeremy Pruitt, the former head coach, I think he's suing Tennessee because they fired him or whatever the case may be. And his lawyer has set a deadline or whatever. Basically, uh, I guess you can say making threats or whatever. I don't know. I haven't read much into it, but Jeremy Pruitt, let's just say he couldn't get it done. And Philip Farmer, I think he's the former athletic director at Tennessee. He basically said that he screwed it up. He had a good opportunity and he screwed it up. That's basically what he did. So not much else will come out of that, in my opinion. But I got the Vols basically getting stomped out by Alabama at home. Alabama wins on the road, 41-21. South Florida taking on um, Temple. I got South Florida winning. 20-10, 20-10, Louisiana Monroe taking on South Alabama. I'm going to pick Louisiana Monroe in this one. I'm going to say by the score of 31-28, Fresno State taking on Nevada. You know what? Something was telling me to pick Nevada, but I'm going to actually go with um, Fresno State. And I'm going to say Fresno State wins by the score of 38-17. Then we'll have the USC Trojans, another team who has been very mediocre this year. They, alongside with LSU and many other schools who will be looking for new coaches come next year, um, they will take on the 13th-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. There is no reason why Notre Dame should lose this game. I won't be surprised if they do. But with the way that USC has played this year, it hasn't been up to par. Notre Dame has been, excuse me, has been fairly decent to say the least. But they are the 13th ranked team in the country. And I think this game will be in uh, Notre Dame's favor. I think they'll be... They'll be highly favored going into this game. I didn't see the spread per se, but I got the Irish beating the Trojans 42-13. USC has just been, I don't know. I just don't know. Number 17, Texas A&M will take on South Carolina. I got the Aggies winning 28 to, uh, 28-28. South Carolina's been playing some okay ball this year. I mean, being at South Carolina, not much else to say there, but they've been playing some okay ball. I don't think they'll beat Texas A&M, so the Aggies are my pick. Number 18, North Carolina State taking on Miami. Miami has really had a horrible season, to say the least. North Carolina State, they've been pretty good. You know, I think they should uh, get this victory. Because, like I said, the Canes have not been the Canes for a very long time. Um, that being said, I got North Carolina State to win 27-7. to TCU taking on West Virginia. I got TCU winning 30-10. to Then we have Bethune-Cookman taking on Jackson State. This should be a win for Jackson State because they have just looked dominant this year. Um, I'm taking Jackson State to win 20 no, 39 to 24. Jackson State is my team. I think Coach Prime will have them boys ready as he always does every single week. And Florida AM taking on Mississippi Valley State. FAMU, from what I've seen the last few weeks, have been uh they've been uh 
taking care of business. And that's an understatement. And I think they'll take care of business this week as they defeat, as I predicted, they will defeat Mississippi Valley State 39 to 17. And those are my scores. And those are my reviews and my predictions for this week. So I think this week will be mighty chill. Not much else to say about week eight. So we'll see how things shape out. Hopefully your team will be ready. Hopefully your team will be ready to go to grab a W. If not, you know, they definitely need some practice. But that being said, my name is Rodimus Prime. You all have a blessed day, a great day, and I will see you guys next time.